Okay, so Lana, I have a question for you. Have you ever had your tarot cards read? So I have had them read, not by someone who has done it as extensively as this. You know, it was a newbie, right? It's actually Coco, it's my daughter. What about you? So I have, and I've got to say, I did it right before the pandemic. And I'm not joking. The woman told me that the whole world was going to shut down and that I need not worry about my career at this point because everybody was on on pause in about four months time. And that was December 2019 going into 2020. Can you imagine? So prescient. Like, wow. Wow. Okay, so what if someone said, I am here to inspire, enlighten, and empower you? Well, Lori Deanne, a.k.a. Tara Lori's mission is just that. She's been offering soul guidance for over 25 years to international clientele, including celebrities and CEOs. And although she was mentored by a witch, Lori's tagline is, woo-woo without the cuckoo. I love that line, woo-woo without the cuckoo. It's great. It's a good one, right? Lori does these full moon ceremonies, also known as burn your shit. Uh, And they are watched monthly by people all over the world on her Instagram live. And, you know, it's just for anyone who wants to cleanse their emotional and physical selves. So Lori also has a new book that's coming out in May. It's called Burn Your Shit, The Life-Changing Magic of Rituals. And we have asked her here, it's giving people a little bit of guidance, the book, into interpreting what it all means. So Lori's here to explain to those of us on our midlife journey, how this can all benefit us. And we're going to actually tune into our inner voice and intuition. Yes. What do we need to know? What do we need to know right now? What do we need to know right now? Well, hey there, it's my, okay. Cards everywhere. This card is some bullshit. It is reminding you to tell your inner critic to zip in. Three of cups, I mean, look at them. Oh my God, we're amazing. Cheers. We've got the tower. And this is, this card is no joke. I mean, Kara's not messing around with this message, you guys. You better go out and have some fun. Hi, Lori. Thank you for joining us. I'm really excited. I gotta say, we both love tarot. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me. I'm really excited to be here. And I am a professional tarot card reader. I have a communications degree and I did work in um, corporate settings, but I've for almost 35 years now always had tarot on the side. And then years ago, I made the leap and just kind of planted my freak flag and let it fly to do tarot full time. It's what I do. I work with clients around the world and I do one-on-one readings. I do speaking. Um, I write books about rituals and tarot. So that's, that's my gig. That's what I do. I love it. So what drew you in? Like what, when was the time when you were like, this is what I need to do? Well, I'm from Calgary, Alberta, originally growing up sort of late eighties in Calgary. There was this one psychic Erica in Calgary and there was no internet. So you had to know someone who knew someone who knew Erica and she did amongst other things. I mean, she was a legit witch. She had a broom and crystal balls and red velvet wallpaper, like the whole thing. And she was so instrumental in me doing this for a living because I would, I saw her because everyone saw Erica and something about the tarot. She also did palms and she had, you know, she did all the things, but I don't know. Tarot was just kind of a love at first sight situation. And it was, it was my thing from day one. I was, I was really drawn to it. I've always been into the metaphysical. I've always, you know, it's, it's, I've always found it interesting. Tarot has been my ride or die for like 35 years. I've had my deck longer than I've had kids or a husband. What I love though, is that you are, you know, you were saying you started in communications, but this is still communication, you know, it's just on a completely other level. 
I always say this and it's true. I'm not just saying it. Tarot kept me from getting fired from at least two jobs because I'm a much better tarot reader than I am corporate strategist. So I would take my clients for lunch and give them tarot readings. (laughs) That is, you know, that's sort of how I got through. And I even, and it's interesting because it's, it's almost come full circle. I have started giving corporate clients readings. I, I mean, I've always done happy hour team building events, but actually getting a team on a Zoom call and we pull a card every month for the year of just kind of here's almost like a tarot forecast for the upcoming year. And these corporations that do it have found it really beneficial and insightful, which blows my mind. I think it's great. So that brings up a good point, right? So you're you're pulling these cards one for every month. Um, and I'm really curious about what can you describe to people listening what the difference is between kind of this crystal ball predictive reading versus what you do? Right. So I always tell people straight up, I am not a fortune teller. I will not be saying, you know, you're going to meet Bob at the Starbucks on Tuesday. That's not my thing. Uh, what I know you have to pay extra for that. No. <laughs> and um, but, we got to tip the barista. Yeah, right. But yeah. The, the, what, the reason that tarot cards, I do a card of the day every every weekday morning on Instagram. Half the time when I'm posting it, I'm thinking, why am I even doing this? This is obviously my message. No one else is going to resonate with this. And I get DMs all day long. Oh my God, that's my, my, that's my card. How did you know I needed that? And the reason it can be so specifically random and randomly specific for everybody is that tarot cards, these 78 cards, they have different images on each one, but they are archetypes. These are pictorial archetypes that tap into the collective unconscious. Carl Jung was a, was a big tarot freak. He loved tarot cards. And the stories behind each card reflect the human experience. And so that's why when I talk about a certain card, I could pull the same card for both of you and it will resonate for each of you in a very personal way, but I'm giving the same message to each of you. That's the magic of it. It's super cool. There seems to be this kind of consensus about people in their 50s and their 60s, you know, and their lives are shifting and they're struggling with uncertainties and all this kind of stuff. Um, Do you see a lot like common kind of themes and questions uh, with these kind of clients, clients who are in middle age? I'm 53 myself. And when I see women sort of like 45 to let's say 65, we're in that stage of, okay, it's my turn. You know, what do I have? Like I've raised the kids. I've, I've accomplished whatever in my career. And it's kind of now, rather than fulfilling the expectations of society or other people, it's what do I want? Who am I? And really, I read a lady yesterday who was in her late 60s talking about I could cry thinking about it. We had this very impactful reading, and she was talking about how she is determined to work on her inner healing at this stage in life. And and so the cards just kind of provide a, a, a guide. It's, it's almost like you draw a map that I help you to read and, and you have this conversation with your soul. But again, it's not predictions. It's often validation of what you already know or a nudge to get you going in the direction that you've been resisting. So I think women, we come into our power. We come in, we, we have grown into ourselves by this time. And so the cards often give you that, that push that you need to just um, birth that best version of you out into the world. Right. That's, I mean, that's amazing because like, like Lana's saying, I mean, we do have this point in our lives where 
we've been talking a little bit about this, the two of us, but this sort of, um, it's like this existential crisis that's going on. It's like, what, where, we, is this really, it's almost like you're looking at yourself from the outside and it's not scary and it's not terrifying, but what you're saying to us is that this is our time. This is our time because now we can dig into what's inside and really experience who we are. I think so. I think also as we, as we sort of age out of the male gaze, <laughs> I mean, not to get too feminist on it, like two minutes into this, but honestly, it's beautiful be, in a way because with, with, without feeling the pressure of that, then you're just, you're, it's, you get kind of unleashed, you know, it's, you, there's, Oh, I like that. Unleashed. We're unleashed. Yeah. That's my word of the year. I always pick a different word every winter solstice. Cause for me, the, the new year is more the winter solstice than the Gregorian calendar. And I, my word is unleashed. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Fantastic. Gosh, you're speaking Lana's language. I mean, <laughs> I every time anybody gives her any kind of license to let loose, she's, you can, she's just like, let me go. So what are the questions? What are the questions that come up? Um, a lot with, you know, let's call it people on their midlife journey, right? What, what are the, what do you hear? What do you feel from them? I mean, everyone, everyone wants to know about career. They want to know about romance. They want to know about health. They want to know about maybe moving, but they really just want to know that it's going to be okay. They want to be told it's going to be okay. And I always say, that's not how tarot works. <laughs> Tarot's like homework, homework, homework. Tarot gives you breadcrumbs, gives you, gives you validation, gives you nudges. And then it's up to you to do the work. You don't want to abdicate responsibility of your life to some random lady with tarot cards, right? Like you want to be empowered to make the best decisions for yourself moving forward. So that's what I'm here to do. And, you know, ultimately they just want to know, am I, am I going to be okay? Honestly. Okay. And then when you're reading people from other countries, halfway across the world, are there commonalities that you're seeing or hearing? Tarot really does show show me how more alike we are than different. You know, everyone has issues with family members or is unsatisfied with their job or wondering if they are doing all that they are here to do in this life, wondering how they can better a relationship with a child or, or will they find love again? You know, it's really a lot of commonalities. I have read people from Panama to Kenya, to Kuwait, to Norway. I mean, I read people all over the world. And also I do on Instagram live every month on the full moon, I do a full moon fire ritual and people join in from all over the world as well. So, and what's really cool is people will send me things that they're ready to release because full moons are all about releasing and letting go. So we harness those lunar vibes to give a little extra oomph to the ritual. And so people will send me things to burn on their behalf. Lori, I feel like you're, you're hedging away from saying what you really call these rituals. <laughs> so let's be honest here. What do you okay. call these rituals once okay. a month? Hi, everybody. We're burning our shit. But we're going to be burning our shit. Let's get ready to burn some shit. So my full moon ritual is called Burn Your Shit. And the book I'm publishing with HarperCollins in May is called Burn Your Shit, The Life-Changing Magic of Rituals. And what's interesting is, is when people send me stuff to burn, Someone from Denmark will send me something and I'm reading it thinking, oh my God, it's like I wrote it. And then you're watching on your phone where you live thinking, oh, this is resonating with me deeply. It is as much our release as it is Denmark's release. You know, it's this cathartic, empowering, just 
lightning that happens is beautiful. And it's this collective, I mean, it's a coven. Let's be, let's call I, it what it I is. I did love it's how this, you say that, how you say how women need to get together and meet. Um, you know, like even a book mm -hmm. club can be a coven. For yourself, what have you learned to value most in doing tarot with, you know, people from all over the world? I think I just have to always keep my mission in mind, which is in, inspire, empower, and enlighten. And I have learned over the years to not filter myself because I get weird little visuals or I'll get weird body sensations. I call them goosies when I get my goosebumps or I legitimately, I'm showing you now for those listening, a huge thing of Tums because I get body sensations. So I'll just be like, oh, I don't like him. I need a, I need a Tums. I'm getting heartburn. Ooh. You know, and I've learned to just not filter myself because if I'm worried about what someone else thinks of how I'm doing, then it, it isn't in their best interest. I'm not serving them. So I've really learned to like, you have to put your ego aside and just give the message without worrying too much about how it will be received. And also being, I mean, I give readings to people in Japan. I, I do work with a, um, this metaphysical website in Japan and they have translators in the readings so readings, you have to be so succinct and get right to the the nugget of the message so that it can be conveyed in a, so we're not there for five hours, you know, and so that it doesn't get lost in translation. Yeah, get lost in translation. So you have to just be really clear and and um and get to the point. So, you know, I you have to know your stuff. I don't know. Does that answer your question? Yes, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It leads to another one though. So you're, you're, you know, you're reading, you're doing these readings for people, but you also have to, I assume, give them some sense of uh, a feeling of agency over themselves, right? The ability that they can now take what they have learned, apply it into their lives. So how do you, do you work on that or? How well, if you want, I can share with you the little spiel I say at the beginning of every reading. Um, I, I, I stare at the person awkwardly while I shuffle the deck to get their mojo in there. And then I put the cards in the spread, which is 12 cards in a circle, kind of like a clock. And we spend half of the time on the clock. The rest of the time we split between pulling more cards from the top and bottom. And then they can ask any questions they have at the end. And we leave questions until the end, because what you come for a reading for is usually addressed in the reading. So with those 12 cards, I'll say, we're going to look at these cards in pairs across from one another. So the clock, we're looking at 12 with six, one with seven, two with eight. As we go around the circle, it tells the story of you. But this is not fortune telling. It's not going to be, you know, say goodbye to the dog or anything goofy like that. We, You have drawn me a map that I'm helping you to read. It's meant to inspire, empower, and enlighten. It's like getting a little peek behind the curtain to see what's going on energetically from now to six to nine months out. And then what you choose to do with it is up to you because you have free will. So anyone ever claiming they're psychic who says you must do this on this day, ugh, that's ridiculous. So that's the woo-woo okay. PSA that everybody gets. So they know what they're in for. Okay. And, All right. you know, I had yesterday a lady I read in the UK, and it was interesting because she had so many questions at the beginning. She's like, so what does that mean with that? And could that be like any person or you're just, and, and, and I said, just, just, we're recording it. So just sit and absorb it. And you can ask any questions at the end, but just let let the story kind of reveal itself. And by the end, you know, she was like, I have no questions. <laughs> wow. 
message received. Yeah. I have so many questions and I know Lana does too, but I, I guess we're both curious, Lana, you can correct me here, but we really want to know about this concept, you know, rituals, how you see rituals, the importance of rituals, and how we can all bring rituals into our life to be more than just what we're doing. Because I think a lot of us have rituals. We just don't realize we've got hundred percent. We are all doing rituals, whether you're doing, you know, the wave at the hockey game, blowing up birthday candles, meeting for book club rituals are the foundation. They're the cornerstone of humanity. That is what had, that is what brought humankind together, you know, living together in ritual. And, and my book goes into sort of the history of ritual as well, but rituals are also a key element of self-care. They're a tool of self-discovery. You know, when you are, if you have a journaling practice every morning, that's a ritual. Light a candle, stick a crystal on your journal. Great. Zhuzh it up a bit, but you don't need that. You know, I tell people with burn your shit, you can have a fancy little cauldron and have all the candles lit and sage everything beforehand, or you can use your frying pan and a big lighter. It's still going to have, and I've done both, you know, <laughs> and turn off your fire, your fire detector. Yeah. I, well, I do suggest, I, I mean, I almost insist people be outside. If I can be outside in a Canadian winter, every, you know, I'm out there every month, rain or shine. If I can do it, everyone can do it. <laughs> um, right. Don't be inside. I did that once. It, it didn't go well. Uh, but rituals are a way to, to learn about yourself. They are a, a pathway to healing. They're a pathway to connecting not only with the community around you, with yourself, with a higher power. Rituals are essential for grief, for birth, for life transitions, for celebrations. They are woven throughout our lives in ways we don't even realize. And when we, when you do bring awareness to the impact they can have and the psychology and the science behind why they work, then you can really leverage them and, and have agency to elevate your life in ways that you maybe didn't think were possible. I, that's, I love that. I'm just, I mean, Lori, do you think, were you born with this talent? Because you're talking and I'm thinking, wow, she is really tuned into human beings, right? Because you're saying every reading is so interesting and different. Like you obviously love your work. You have a passion for it. Is there anything in your background, your family that has led you here? Did you grow up in this world? No, I grew up in Calgary, Alberta in the 1980s. Like, ooh, you know, there's the one psychic for a hundred miles, but I am, I do have an indigenous background. My mom is indigenous. I'm, I belong to the Peguis band and I do strongly believe that like the, the root of my magic can be found in, in that matrilineal lineage. Um, I have always been very intrigued by the metaphysical. So I've always had an interest. I think everyone is psychic. Just some of us have the volume yeah. jacked up a little exactly. higher than others. And I've put in the work. I mean, the deck I have is 35 years old. It contains every reading I've ever done. So I'm very confident in my readings because I, I've done the work. Like I know I'm really good at what I do. Do, do you like, do you take them out when you go out? Do you always have uh, like a deck in your bag. and I mean, I wouldn't be like on the bus with the bus driver, like, hello, sir, would you like a tour reading? You know, it's not, it's not like that. <laughs> I will, you know, I went to a friend, we were doing some little, you know, wine and pottery thing the other night and I'm going to have my cards with me and be like, ladies, let's pull a card. You know, I'm not doing it at the cashier at, at the, at the super, you know, the store, but um, <laughs> yeah, my, they would love you to. My, yeah, they would. my cards are um, usually, you know, within reach. It would be weird if I didn't have them. 
For so sure. that begs the question then, what have you learned about yourself from all of your readings? I learn something from every reading I do, honestly. It and and because also you develop a you develop a dialogue with your deck over time. And so the messages that come through each card have evolved over time for me, for sure. And and it was important that I, the best thing that ever happened for me as a tarot reader is I moved and I lost the little book that comes with the deck. And this was, you know, only a few years after I'd had the deck and I was just like, oh no, what am I going to do now? Like I'm screwed. I got nothing. And I had to rely on sort of my intuition slash memory. And then by the time I found the book again, I, I realized I didn't really need it. And so it's that learning to trust myself. And I mean, there's a card here that I call the Brene Brown card. And I tell people mm -hmm. to watch Call to Courage on Netflix every time they, you know, whenever that card comes up. I have other cards. I have a friend who's a life coach who developed an exercise for me for the devil card that I've been telling people to do for over a quarter century. And I keep telling them to do it because it works. So the cards have evolved and they've evolved as I've evolved. I think they reflect my growth um, and that's why there's a Brene Brown card, you know, like it's, but, but also I can be reading. I, I once read um, this guy, he was an OPP officer, like a provincial police officer. And he was near retiring age. He'd been in there forever. And he was a very gruff guy. I didn't know why he was desperate, obviously, to be getting a tarot card reading. And he got the Brene Brown card. I was like, you got to watch Call to Courage. And he, he, and I said, let me know if you think, you know, oh, this was a waste of time. Like, let me know. I'd love, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. He reached out a week later to say he'd watched it twice, cried both times, was telling people at work to watch it. You know, it's, it's amazing how the what i have picked up i think that's what makes my readings different and special too is that it's definitely not tarot 101 which you can get online for free um it it reflects the wisdom that i've picked up over the years of, right. you know over 53 years of being human right and i just share the stuff and if it's some gruff old you know provincial cop and i'm thinking i don't know guy i think you need some Brene Brown in your life and i just sort of give that over and he could he could watch it or not we all need a little brene so in all of your readings through all of these years decades now what have you learned about people i have learned that everyone everyone has the core root of everyone's problems is feeling unworthy and unlovable. However, that got instilled. And I think that we are, I've learned that we are all a work in progress. And just when you think you figured it out, another layer gets ripped off the onion and you're like, oh, now there's all of this stuff. And what I've really learned recently, oh, I got goosies, just the last year, honestly, is that the whole cliche about it's not the destination, it's the journey that matters. You know, it's not about it, the mess and the falling down and the getting back up and the s stinky, snotty gack of it all. Like that's, that's your purpose. You know, everyone wants to know their purpose. Your purpose is to live your life and to, to live it, you know, with integrity, but also with honesty. Everyone always talks about authenticity as kind of overused a bit at this point, but it really is. Authenticity means me not trying to be Mystic Mandy at the psychic fair, you know, and just, I'm a suburban mom who does tarot for people all over the world. Sure. You know, I write that on the form at the dentist. Like that's, and by, by just being true to yourself and who you are, 
I think is what helps to heal those, those wounds of not feeling worthy or lovable. And that the whole, our life and, and everything we go through, that's your purpose. So what would be your three key tips for people to tune into their own like spiritual or intuitive development? I think the first thing we need to do is get quiet. And that means to put away the phone, which easier said than done. (laughs) I speak from experience. I'm great at telling people to do it, but you know, it's, it can be a struggle, but to take time for intentional mindfulness, even if it's just three intentional breaths, doesn't have to be a five hour, you know, guided meditation. So getting quiet and loving yourself in this moment as best you can and, and be curious, just be curious and open. Sign up for that interesting little workshop or read that book that catches your mind, catches your eye, you know, just, just be curious, love yourself and get quiet. I love that. I have learned so much just in this short conversation. And I just love this idea of, you know, empowering us to move forward. And, you know, it's like this motivation. It's, it's, it's almost like, I feel like you have my back right now. And I do feel like that when I look at card of the day, it's like, I think she's on my team. I like Lori. Very much on your team. And I always say too, my readings are like a conversation with your soul, you know, even a three card reading and I'm just the interpreter. So you just had a little, little conversation with your soul. So thank you so much for listening to where we're at. Um, don't forget, we would love to hear from you. DM us any ideas for topics you want us to talk about and what you want to hear about as you're moving forward in middle age. So you can find where we're at on all of your socials and on YouTube. Uh, remember to listen, to like, to subscribe and thanks for listening.